Let's view the present situation through the lens of law enforcement. Joining us now is the Deputy Chief in the Vancouver Police Department, Fiona Wilson. Ms. Wilson, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jeff. So an important day, an historic day. It is a pilot project. Mm -hmm. Uh, Walk us through law enforcement's view of all of this. I know you support it. Uh, Give me a sense of what today means to, to you and your members. Well, you know, I think police in uh, British Columbia and certainly the Vancouver Police Department, we have a long history of advocating for uh, progressive changes to drug policy. Um, Today marks an important milestone because, you know, one of the things that we've been advocating for for a long time is um, decriminalization, along with things like treatment on demand um, and safe supply. Um, so I think it's very important to recognize that decriminalization is all, only a very uh, small piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. It's an important piece of the puzzle. It's not going to solve the problem of illicit drug overdose deaths. But um, combined with all of those other things that I just mentioned, including education, prevention, treatment on demand, um, we're hoping that it can achieve the goal that you know we all have to reduce those dramatic number of overdose deaths. Uh, Broadly speaking, how often have your members arrested anybody with two and a half grams of hard drugs over the last few years? That's a great question. You know, at the VPD for many years, um, we have not been recommending charges for the most part in relation to people who are in simple possession of illicit drugs. So I believe our number last year, for example, was three requests um, uh, for charges to Crown Council. Um, and that's primarily because we recognize that, um, you know, uh, problematic drug use is a health matter. It's not uh, a criminal matter. And, you know, the last thing we want to do is criminalize people because of their um, challenges with addiction and or mental health. Um, so, I, you know, over the last number of years, and those examples, those three examples from last year, for example, um, they would be exceptional circumstances. Like there were other mitigating factors that led to the recommendation for charges. And prior to that, for a number of years, we average about five a year. And when when you consider that we go to 700 to 800 calls for service a day, um, that's a tiny, tiny, tiny number. So as much as, and I don't want to trivialize this, but as much as we have made today the, I guess, the first day in regards to the law, we basically have decriminalized the use of hard drugs for many, many years here in the city of Vancouver. You nailed it, Jazz. We sure have. The only big difference is that historically, despite the fact that we wouldn't arrest someone for small amounts of personal possession, we would um, often seize those drugs. And that is a big departure uh, from what will happen now that decriminalization uh, or the exemption under Section 56 of the CDSA has come into to place. Mm-hmm. Um, so we won't be seizing drugs either that are under that uh, threshold of 2.5 grams. So that is a bit of a difference. Um, we weren't always doing that, of course, but we average, I would say, about 50% of the time we were still seizing drugs because, you know, of course, our members are thinking, boy, if I don't take this person's drug, they could go around the corner and overdose and die, um, knowing uh, how poisonous the drug supply is. So that is quite a big change that we'll see moving forward. Uh, I just look at uh, this conversation through the lens of just being a reporter from the early 1990s, like 91 to today, and it is a, a significant 
change not only for law enforcement but for society in general. There's got to be a lot of years where you as a police officer and as a police department felt like you're a scapegoat for everything that's happening. If you try to make arrests, you've got activists challenging you, uh, accusing you of police brutality. And now here we are, we're talking about de- decriminalization. Where does law enforcement fit, f- fit, fit in today? I mean, to a certain degree, do you feel that at the very least – some of the challenges that law enforcement's had to deal with, like I said, being being accused of brutality or being accused of picking on folks that have have these substance abuse issues, does that take a weight off police police departments as well? Well, I think one of the things that you know our officers um, have experienced over the years, and certainly I have in my career, and I can liken this to um, you know apprehending people over and over again, sometimes in the same shift by virtue of behavior that was as a result of them suffering from uh, the effects of a mental illness. You know, it never feels like the right thing to do to put someone like that in jail. Um, when you know that really in your heart, um, at, uh, it's, it's a matter that should be dealt with more appropriately through health channels. And it's the same thing uh, with people who um, have uh, addiction challenges with illicit drugs. You know, um, taking somebody who is um, in that those circumstances and putting them in jail, I can tell you, like, it just never felt like the right thing to do. And thankfully, in Vancouver, for many, many years, we, we've really focused our, our attention on people and organizations that are importing, producing, and trafficking in illicit substances and away from those um, those individuals who themselves are really struggling with addiction. So when the people listening to this are going to go, well, where does law enforcement fit into this? Where does uh, enforcement in general, you've talked a little bit about the drug dealers, does this give you any more resources to go after them, do you think? I mean, because that's part of it. I think there's a large part of the population still that remains mm-hmm. skeptical, not that they don't have a heart, not that they don't have empathy. They just have difficulty with us decriminalizing, even for a pilot project, hard mm-hmm. drugs, mm-hmm. where if your resources aren't going to be spent on the front lines in regards to some of these uh, individuals that have challenges before them. Uh, mm-hmm. Where do you think those resources or do you have any extra resources to deal with the, 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 the drug dealers, the you know bigger, broader transnational crime groups that are bringing all this stuff in here? Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, Jazz, because we've had basically de facto decriminalization for small amounts of personal possession of illicit drugs in Vancouver for many, many years, it's not like we've been dedicating this um, you know, host of resources towards that in any event. So I wouldn't say that we have any extra resources. But what I can say is that we have a lot of practice now, a lot of years under our belt, where we have been focusing our resources on those higher level individuals and organizations that are really causing the most harm. Um, you know, uh, one of the things that um, we've been doing now for many years is redirecting those resources that typically, you know, back in the 90s and early 2000s even would have perhaps been focused on um, street-level enforcement. Um, We have been, you know, over many years redirecting those resources to that higher level of enforcement. Mm -hmm. Deputy Chief Wilson, thank you so much for your time today. It's my pleasure.